My name is Ishan Rola. And I'm Annie Knudsen. And welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight, the podcast where students from different areas of life, undergraduate, graduate, or medical school, share their stories with mental health. A quick warning to those listening, this podcast deals with heavy themes such as depression, anxiety, and suicide, and it is left unfiltered in regards to language and content. Additionally, this podcast is not meant to put down in any way the mental health resources brought on campus. However, we must acknowledge how they cannot serve every student. Every week, you will hear a new student tell their story. We hope these stories will shine a light on the often overlooked issue of mental health and provide a place of comfort for those currently suffering. So, without further ado, let's get into this week's story. before college which we all know is like supposed to be like a fun you know graduation party say goodbye to your friends get ready for the future time yeah my dog died and i only had him for like eight months but i was still pretty close to him Mm -hmm. yeah and so i came to school i went to therapy like once because my mom was worried about me and how i would like react to that and that was definitely not enough but i thought i was fine so i came to school had a good first like two months three months, winter set, seasonal affective disorder set, and I got very depressed very fast, like, I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating, I don't know how I maintained my grades, probably just because, like, that was the one thing I was focusing on instead of myself, Yeah. and that went on for a year until, like, at the end of my first semester finals week, I was like, I need to die, so I hastily went through with that, like... I hadn't slept for like two days, and I was like, this is the way, but I told one of my friends, he called OSU police on me, which, by the way, is an unpleasant experience, so if you're, they just seemed annoyed with me. Really? Yeah. So if you're experiencing suicidal thoughts, I'd recommend going to the ER yourself instead of having someone drag you there. Oh, that's unpleasant, yeah. especially if you're in that little place. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So... If I can ask something a little personal, you don't have to answer it. Yes. When you're going through, like, those suicidal thoughts, what was going through your mind at that point? Probably the biggest justification that I had for myself, which is dumb because it's such a fake justification, but what I was telling myself was that, like, I was such a failure to myself and my family that there was no, like, way to recover from that. Yeah. Like, I thought that, you know, I ruined first semester, I ruined my entire life, which is not true. Yeah. But thinking back, that's what I thought. Was there a very big focus on, like, grades and social stuff, and that, that's why, like, it counted to, like, being a failure versus being a success? Socially, I was fine. I think it was mostly just grades and how I hadn't made any progress on personal projects and mm. nothing actually important. It was just, like, things that I'd constructed that I thought were important for success that makes sense yeah so you were forcibly put into the er and so what happened there that was interesting um it i calmed down pretty quick like after everyone was like that's not a good idea i 
very quickly realized that's not a good idea. And no. while I wasn't in a great mental place, I definitely did not want to die. I mostly just wanted to go home. Um, I had to call my parents' friend to call my parents because I did not want to call my parents. They came down to retrieve me after like two days. And I'd say that was the lowest point, and it was mostly uphill from there. How, how uh, understanding was your were your parents during the whole ordeal? Well, my parents are pretty traditionally Asian, Southeast mm -hmm. Asian in specific. So that's like India, probably where I learned the focus on like grades. Um, they definitely were not happy. <laughs> mm. So when you went home. What happened? The first few weeks were rough, actually. Like, two days after I got out of the hospital, my mom was sleeping in my room and all that fun stuff. But yeah. um, she ended up getting me a dog without asking if I wanted a dog. And I was really mad at her, but then I realized that, you know, having a dog isn't that terrible. I'm grounded all summer. I might as well do something yeah. with it. What was its name? What type of dog was it? Henry. He's a Shih Tzu Bichon mix. He's hypoallergenic. <laughs> oh, he is so adorable. Thank you. Oh my goodness. And so you said you were like mad at first. Like, why were you mad that you had this dog? Were you mad just because you, she did something without your control that she wasn't understanding or that she just assumed it would have worked? Or like I was definitely mad that she assumed it would work. Like, because she's my mom, she knows better. Yeah. But like, looking back on it, she's totally right. Like, <laughs> a dog helped so much. Uh -huh. But at the time, I guess it's like a depression thought where I think that everything is going to make everything worse. Right. I was like, I can't take care of a dog. A dog's just going to make me feel more like a failure. With this dog over the summer, how did you grow to end up loving it? And what does this dog mean to you? I'd say it took, like, two weeks, maybe one week. Yeah. I definitely was attached, like, when I saw him, but I was thinking, like, how can I get rid of this dog? Not like a murder way. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I don't think I can do this way. And at the time, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to take him to school with me, so I'd get attached over the summer and then have to yeah. leave him at home. Was, were there any stories of how you tried to get rid of him or anything like that? I like would tell my mom, like, you know, like, I'm depressed, I'm tired, I can't wake up to take him out. And she'd be like, take your dog outside. Yeah. Or, like, you know, I don't want to, like, put the time into training him because I have to focus on school. I was actually still obsessed with finishing the finals that I didn't take. Oh. And so I was studying for those. And it distracted me from, like, how I was actually feeling. Were you able to take those finals later on? Or was yeah. It just, okay, good. And how did you end up doing on those? Terrible. Okay. Really? Yeah. I did good on one, and I did terrible on the other one, so. Was it because, like, of this, like, you just couldn't focus on them? Or was it, like... The anxiety standpoint? Like Definitely the, anxiety. anxiety. Like, going back to campus for the first time after this, after, like, a month and a half. And I was like, wow, this is the place where I got really depressed. And then I tried to take it. I did good on the online one. I didn't do yeah. good on the one where I had to travel here to take it in person. So it was coming back to OSU that was the yeah. hardest part. Dang. So when was the point that you started actually taking care of the dog? Um, probably... After my, like, third time having therapy, where, like, I'd go in every day or every few days and be like, I care about absolutely nothing. And, but uh, my therapist helped me a lot with that thought process because everything's not terrible. That's just, like, a loop that I was stuck in. Yeah. And, like, once I got out of that, I realized, like, you know, this is what I was missing in my life. Like, I was really sad about my dog dying. It makes sense that my mom would get me another dog. Yeah. 
and that I love dogs. I actually work at dog daycare. Oh, uh, really? It did work out then. Um, like, I'm obsessed with dogs. Like, it shows how dark I was at that time if, like, I didn't want, like, my favorite animal. So, so like, how was your experience with your first therapist? And did that affect your way of, you know, getting diagnosed or going to see some other help other than the support dog? Well, the condition of getting released uh, from the OSU Wexner Medical Center, ER, or yeah. psych hold or whatever, was that I would have follow-up appointments. So while I was there and my mom was like, give me back my daughter, she set up an appointment, or a few appointments with a therapist and a psychiatrist to talk about medicine. Mm -hmm. So that was like the only way I was going home. So it was kind of forced, but like... I assume that even without being forced to, my mom would luckily, she's a doctor, so she understands some uh, of these things, okay. that she would at least, like, push for me really hard to, like, get actual help. So, they talked about medicine. Did you end up getting on any medicine? Yeah. I take antidepressants in the nighttime. It helps a lot. I can't cry, which is sometimes annoying, but other than that, yeah. it helps level out my emotions a lot. Do you still feel sad? I or still is feel like sad, but not as devastatingly sad like something gotcha. sad will happen and i'll be like this is sad moving on instead oh, okay. of getting stuck on it acknowledge it so how does it feel like i don't know it's kind of weird. do you miss that it's easier it sounds, to be sad yeah i guess so like it's easier to like instead of get up in the morning and be like everything's great i don't know it's something really comfortable about like being sad is there ever a part of you that's just like man i want to get off these meds i want to have a good cry i would describe it as being self-destructively depressed like i don't know there's okay. always that part of us it's like you know call the boy let's jump off this cliff yeah but i have felt that and i have stopped taking my medicine for like a week when i went to sundance film festival like oh in really january oh yes i got busy i stopped taking it sorry mom no yeah <laughs> and like after that week like by the last day i was like crying in movies and i was like i can't oh, do this yeah like i Yes, it's, like, I guess it's more true to who I was, but, like, there's nothing wrong with change. There's nothing wrong with being a different person on the medicine, even if it's not really who I am. Yeah. It's better than being really depressed. No, that makes sense. We went to Sunday. That's actually really cool. Yes. I watched a lot of movies, talked to a lot of people. Do you, do you write your own movies? Um, I write movies. I mostly just make vlogs. Oh, really? Yes. Where, where we're at? YouTube.com. You make YouTube vlogs. Yes. What do you do with your vlogs? Um, for Sundance, I did movie reviews. Uh, before I was depressed, I'd make so many videos, just uh -huh. like going to parks and shenanigans with my friends. You're going to keep up with your um, film vlogs? Yes. That's actually really cool. Out of curiosity, and this is just something, for me, writing was almost like a therapy. Mm -hmm. For you... Did it, was it the same thing? Did it help you at all during your recovery process, being able to focus on... I'm assuming that was what you meant by personal projects. Mm -hmm. Being able to focus on those things. We could talk about that. Well, I don't know if you know, but I am an English major. So that's already part of my life. Mm -hmm. But um, honestly, when I was like, you know, doing nothing but therapy and spending time with my dog, I just played a lot of video games. Yeah. That was when Fortnite, like... You I, were into Fortnite? I was so into Fortnite. Oh, I play Fortnite every day, and my mom would be like, you've played Fortnite for three <laughs> hours, get off. I don't play them as much now as I did, but, like, it's a low-effort activity that helped me get back into having a hobby. Like, from That's fair. being like, I care about nothing to that. 
but um so hobbies are a good way to get out then. yes okay even okay. if they're not like ideal hobbies like yeah. even if they're video games so you started off with Fortnite, and uh what other hobbies did you grow did, did, did you uh get as you climbed out of um your state I picked up a lot of older ones. Video games were like the start, something really low effort. Watching movies, watching TV yeah. shows, stuff that didn't take like effort. And then there's my dog and yeah. socializing him with my neighbor's dogs, like teaching cool. him how to be a good citizen. <laughs> because at some point over the summer, uh, I realized that I could take him to school as an emotional support animal yeah. and to get a three month old puppy ready for school in three months. So he was like six months when he oh. came here is not easy. Yeah, so what do you have to do to get them into campus? It's pretty simple. You need two forms of documentation. You need a letter from a licensed medical professional, so like a psychiatrist. Uh, your pediatrician can actually write it, or a therapist, saying that you have like depression, anxiety, or PTSD, and saying how the dog helps with that. Okay. Or animal. It can be a cat. It can be a hedgehog. Mm. Um, and then a letter from your vet, like, with the dog's vaccination records or the animal's vaccination records and saying that it's up to date. Okay. Gotcha. So you do all that sort of things. Yeah. Um, how hard was it getting? Like, do you have any stories of how you try to get them trained? Surprisingly, I think the hardest part of the process was uh, neither my psychiatrist or therapist had ever written recommendation letters for emotional support animals. Really? Yes. So I had to talk to both of them about it and, like, state, like, what I'd need. And they had to do their own research, like, outside of the time that we were together. Yeah. And eventually we decided, like, my therapist was like, I don't know if I have the authority to do this. So we had to put it on to my psychiatrist, who was even, like, more confused about the process. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but it all got figured out. Yes. That's so nice. So going, going back to therapy, how many did you do and how long did you do it for? I went like once every three days for like an hour. Yeah. And uh, shout out to my mom again for paying for all of that. Because <laughs> therapy is expensive and yeah. hard to get. If I guess if you're like running on a doctor's salary and you have connections, it's easy. But yeah, for most people, it's really difficult. You would go there. Um, how long did you go? Did you go for the whole summer? Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All summer. Did you go afterwards also? or? Um, I go to therapy once a week here in Columbus. Okay. Someone that my mom, you know, found. We went on group visits before school uh, started to, like, get adjusted. Gotcha. Well, that's nice. So, um, so you don't go to Yunkin at all? Are you, have you had any experience with Yunkin, uh, the therapist? CCS? There? Yeah. I called CCS twice when I was getting increasingly depressed, and I was like, hey guys, I haven't slept in two days, and I'm really depressed. And they were like, you have insurance, right? Well, here's a list of off-campus providers that you can call. <laughs> so they didn't admit you or try to help you find a therapist? No. They were just like, you find it yourself? Yes. I guess I didn't express that I had suicidal ideation, but I feel like if someone tells you that they haven't slept in two days or done anything except, like, lay around, like, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I feel like you don't need to say, okay, hey, I'm suicidal. Like, that's going to come. Yeah. You shouldn't be like, all right, I'll wait for them. Not many people are going to go up to you and say, hey, I'm suicidal. Yeah. And that was, like, during the 15-minute phone screening that you set up online. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, did you ever look at any of those resources? 
I looked at the email like once. Yeah. And I was like, I can't set this up. Like, I've done enough. I already had this terrible phone call. Yeah. And I'm not going to go have another te- terrible phone call to set up therapy. So. What if it happens again? They're like, oh, find something else. Go to this place. Go to that place. I, I don't know, like, how other people would deal with that. Like, yeah. if you try to get help and you just kind of get pushed off. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So when you were, like, visiting your therapist over the summer, was there anything you worked particularly on? Like, how helpful was it? What did you guys do? A lot of it was just teaching me how to get myself out of the negative thought process because I something, like, minorly inconvenient would happen and I'd get super depressed about it. So, like, yeah. you would just, like, go back to, like, calling yourself a failure and all these things? Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. What, like... Would it be something as simple as, like, you know, you cooked the wrong thing? Yes. And it would just, like, set this off. So a lot of it was learning how to, like, accept mistakes and realize that mistakes aren't failures. Like, That's pretty hard to do, honestly. Yeah. Like, especially if you're already in that hole. We talk about, like, things that have upset me in the past, and I'd go over it, and I'd be like, this was, like, an emotional response or, like, a logical response. And a lot of the times I have to be like, this is an emotional response. Like, we do not cry over spilled milk, which is actually something that I used to do. Really? Yeah, I cried a lot. Over spilled milk. So what were some other, like, if you don't mind me asking, what were some other things that you recognize were emotional and logical responses? Um, when I got things wrong on multiple choice questions. Yeah. Um, because I thought, like, multiple choice. I did really good on the ACT, so I was like, I'm good at multiple uh, choice. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so... So was a lot of this, like, in, like anxiety over mistakes and stuff and, yeah. like, the depression that resulted afterwards, Yeah. was it based because of, like, these expectations held on you, like, that you're supposed to be the smartest, or was it based, like, put on your, by yourself, by your parents, like? It's a terrible combination of both. I have always went through school, and, you know, people would be like, wow, you're so smart. Yeah. And, like... That's not what you should be telling children. Like, who cares about smartness? It matters, but, like, if you're, like, hardworking and you take care of yourself and you're, like, a nice person. But, like, all of that. Like, in high school, I did really well. And that's probably because it's high school. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, high school is, like, you can, you can cram for a test and, yeah. like, wing it the night before. Yeah. College, you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. That's probably the scariest part. And so, my high school environment was totally different. I went to a small private all-girls school where I got, like, uh, a lot of one-on-one attention. I have really close, like, relationships with my teachers. You don't have uh, that here. Yeah, no. I mean, your smallest class has been small. What was your largest class, especially your freshman year? Math 1151. Oh, goodness. How many? I can't even that? count. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's like when you get to like it science. It was Independence Hall lecture room, so. Oh, geez, 600 people. Yeah, oh, no. dude. Yeah, you're definitely not getting one-on-one. So, during therapy, you'd go throughout the thought process of being emotional. or right, like, this is an emotional response versus this is a logical response. Yeah. So, did it work, like, immediately? Like, when, 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 when the, 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 after the first time and she was like, listen, emotional versus logical, like, did you go home and you're just like, okay, I'm going to turn over a new leaf, I guess. Like, did it work, like, just like that? It took, like, two months. <laughs> two months, okay. Of going back and talking about things. It's hard. Even if you do try to accept it, 
your like initial thought is I'm a failure and it takes a lot of time and practice to not have that be like the first thing you think of yeah. was it frustrating also like cause I imagine like especially whenever something goes wrong and you label yourself as a failure did it did that happen often? You're just like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to get out of this. Yeah, and especially when I, like, slip up and get really, like, frustrated over something, I get really angry over that. Yeah. And it was bad. So, so when was the first time you were just like, okay, this is an example of me growing? Hmm. Probably when my mom tried to go through my phone. <laughs> mm. What happened there? Um, she was like, well, I think your friends might be making you depressed. I'm going to go through your phone. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And usually that is something that has historically in the past made me actually start yelling at her. Because I do get angry pretty easily when I'm challenged like that, especially by my parents. Yeah. When my friends challenge me, it's, like, valid, but I used <laughs> to yell at my parents so much. Oh, no, And, yeah. like, that was when I was like, all right, I can either start screaming and, like, you know, telling her how depressed she's making and just make the situation worse, or I can be like, look, this is how I want to be treated. Like, I'm, I think I was 19 by that point. Like, I'm 19 yeah. now. Like, back off. And that worked a lot better than screaming. Uh, so, like, you just said, like, hey, like, this is not cool. Yeah. Don't do that. And she, she backed off? Um, it, I talked to my dad to get her to back off. Uh -huh. And actually, a better example is after I took that um, midterm, which was after a month and a half of going home. Yeah. And I realized after taking it that we didn't do that great. And, like, I was like, Dad, we're stopping by Taco Bell. We're going to yeah. celebrate, like, that it's over. Mm -hmm. Instead of, like, thinking about how I failed it. That's nice. Yeah. That's actually really impressive. Yeah. So that's some good stuff. And it slowly just slowly got better from there. Like, yeah. was it, like, a quick change? Like, like, after that point where you just, like, those few successes, did it, like, rapidly change? Or was it still, like, you just got to work at it? It wasn't immediate. It. Even with the exam, like, I did shed a few tears after that before I was like, we can't be sad about this. We need yeah. to celebrate it being over. That's true. Like... A lot of times I'd feel the sad thing or like feel the emotional thing and then it would take like a minute or two to correct it yeah. but like each time it took less and less time like then your your dog is it Henry Henry so Henry how did he help like what were some specific instances where he helped you was it just the distraction of having to take care of a dog or was there certain experiences where like when you were feeling down just having him there make you feel something different? Um, Henry brings in a routine. I have to wake up. Uh, when he was a puppy, I had to... He still is a puppy, but yeah. when he was, like, a baby, I'd have to wake up the same time every morning and take him out, like, every three hours. And that really yeah. set me on a schedule of, like, if I'm going to wake up this early, I need to sleep this early. Yeah, that makes and, sense. Um, you know, I'd take my medicine, like, when I fed him in the morning and at night. And... Just having that schedule is something that I wouldn't have been able to put on myself. Like, when you're really depressed, it's hard to realize that having a schedule helps. So what was your schedule like when you were, like, not in the best of places that, that freshman year? I'd go to class because I still cared about my grades. Yeah. 
Um, I usually just end up sleeping in class. I only went because my best friend was in a lot of the same classes as me. And she'd, like, text me whenever I didn't show up and be like, you need to come to class. And I appreciate that. Um, I'd sometimes eat. I'd play games or lay around all day. And then at night, I'd just take my guitar into the bathroom. I had three roommates, I was in Taylor. I'd just uh, play my depressing songs and sing until, like, five in the morning. Oh. And then sometimes I'd sleep, like, for a bit. I'd lay on the floor, have, like, nightmares. Because I have a lot of nightmares, which is also part of why I didn't sleep and sleep paralysis. So what, what type of nightmares would you have? Uh, ones like that, where, or ones like the one I had this morning where I'd, you know, be late to everything or fail at everything. Okay. So it was all that, like, just a bunch of failures. Yeah. And when you go to the, uh, the, when you go to the bathroom to sing your songs on the guitar, what, what type of songs would you sing? A lot of, uh, sad Shawn Mendes songs. <laughs> <laughs> Stitches, most of it? Oh, yeah. Stitches? You can play that, that's really good. What other ones was there? Uh... I recorded some of it. summer my parents found my soundcloud and they were like why are you crying in these recordings <laughs> so like you... i'd sing and then i'd cry and then i'd continue singing oh <laughs> i think that's like the last hobby i held on to was like music yeah. and so it was like the only thing that i was doing aside from school and not being depressed yeah. um before it got cold i used to play frisbee and longboard with my friends so oh. like that stopped me from getting depressed but like when it got cold i was like i'm not going out i'm just gonna <laughs> sit here and play guitar but i had like I don't know, having something to do and something that I care about. Obviously, doing it for like eight hours a night is not sustainable. But... Yeah, but that's like the type of schedule you had, you, you yeah. had different. Like, you just be up playing to your heart's content, then you just sleep in class. Yeah. And now you have, you wake up, you have to take care of a dog. Yeah. And the schedule helps. Yeah. Got you. That's, I think it's very important. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. What, uh, do you still play music? And do you All the time. sing the same songs, or like what different songs do you sing? Um, last night I was uh, playing a bunch of sappy love songs on Ooh. the ukulele. I had my neighbor and my friend from like the third floor over, and it was like one in the morning. I don't know, I kept my door open while I was playing ukulele, and yeah. like they came up because they heard me. And also, I was watching one of the girl's dogs. Aww. My puppy has a best friend. That's cute. <laughs> yes, but uh, we were listening to Shawn Mendes and making Valentine's Day cards to the floor after Valentine's Day had already ended. Uh, but that's actually something else I wanted to ask. Um, yeah. Your social support group. What did that consist of? I know your mom helped like a little bit, but also like sometimes you know, as you said, Indian parents don't completely understand yeah. mental illness. So who was there for you? Uh, first year of school, I had my friends from high school. The mm -hmm. ones, uh, like, eight people from my high school came to OSU. Yeah. And so I'd sometimes talk to them about stuff. Uh, my friends from high school that went to other schools. And then my best friend that I made on the first day of classes were still best friends now. And That's we've been right. hanging out, like, nonstop ever since. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was depressed, I would 
try so hard to like not see her because I was like, I have not showered in three days. We're not hanging out. Oh. And like at some point, like you, a friend can only like go so long before feeling like unwanted. Like I was not initiating contacts like in the winter months, and yeah. when I was really depressed, we really did drift apart. But like we're back and stronger than ever. That's nice. Yeah. So what were the things that these friends would do? Like when they when you were depressed that like, um, that just either like made it seem like they cared or made you feel maybe more assured, and um, in that train of thought, did you ever try to push them away? And how did they take that? Yeah, you know? my friends, um, I guess girls are more like emotionally open than guys just in general. Yeah. So they'd be like, you know, what's bothering you? Um, they'd <laughs> ask to like bring me food or cookies. Aww. Uh, and yeah. they threatened me if I didn't go to classes. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the true friends. <laughs> yeah. uh, try to get me to go out. Um, yeah. Went to one frat party. I'm never going to one again. Ah, uh, dude, frat parties. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. No, that's fair. So um, instead of going out, what would you guys do for social stuff? Like, what would they try and make you do? Longboarding. Longboarding? We did a lot of longboarding. A lot of, like, listening to music together. Sitting in a room and doing homework together. How long have you been longboarding? Uh, I've been skateboarding for a long time, but I just started longboarding last year with my friends. Yeah. Where would you guys go? Just around campus. <laughs> On campus, that's fair. Sidewalks anywhere off campus are terrible, so. Oh, yeah. When you got back onto campus. So, so d during that time, you said you yeah. called your friend. Um. Was that your best friend you were talking about? And was yeah. she the one that did it? I actually and called her from the ER, and I was like, this happened. And she was like, you should have talked to me. I'm so worried about you. Like, keep me updated. So we kept in contact, like, over the summer. That's fair. Yeah. That's good. That's very sweet of her. Yeah. So that friend who contacted the police, why did, out of curiosity, why did you contact him or her at that time, specifically? Classic, you know, saying goodbye. And I guess he knew me well enough to be like, that's dumb. I don't think I actually, I don't know if I would have gone through with it, because that's, like, something that the police asked me if, when they rolled up. It's like, were you going to do it? And I was like, I don't know, but I was definitely thinking about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if I could have pushed myself over. Thank God. But, no, yeah, but that's dangerous enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, you spend this whole month, uh, summer recovering. You're, you're, you're feeling better, hopefully, by the end. Were you feeling better? Yes. Um, I was so ready to come back to school. Yeah. New major. Well, I, I guess I was still undecided, but... You went... Now you're English. Yeah. When you came back to campus, you told me earlier that you were super... The reason you didn't do so well in your midterm slash finals when you came out was because coming back to campus and recognizing this is the place I felt depressed in. Do you still feel that? Uh, luckily, this year, I've... I'm on South Campus in a single, and oh, okay. so I didn't go to North Campus for, like, three months, even though my best friend lived on North. Like, I just didn't want to, like, go back. Yeah. And, like, when I went back, I was in a good enough place that I was like, oh, this is, you know, where I was depressed, and, like, that's okay. Like, a lot has changed since then. That's nice. When was the first time you went back to North Campus, and it was just like, I feel okay? <laughs> November. <laughs> November. So where'd you go? I went to my best friend's dorm. I hadn't gone there previously at all. Her uh -huh. and her friends would always come down to see me because I had Henry, and yeah. I can't just take my dog into their building. That's fair. <laughs> but this time, did you bring Henry over? I didn't. You didn't? We went by. Yeah. So tell me about that day, that experience. Like, 
going back? What was running through your head? She used to visit me like every week and we sit down and do homework on her off day. She's really busy, but she still made time for me. Aww. And like one day I texted her like, I'm going to go visit you. And she was like, are you sure? And I never told her that I was like scared of North Campus. Yeah. But I think she got it. And I just went and I saw their suite for the first time because they had a really nice Torres dorm. Mm. Yeah. Suites are so nice. Yeah, and we got ice cream because they were having a woman in engineering event where they were just giving out ice cream. Afterwards, did you feel mentally drained at all? Or were you just like, oh, wow, I'm exhausted, but like that was, a, that was good? Surprisingly, no. I just felt really confident about myself and like the fact that I could handle that and still be okay and just enjoy the time with my friends instead of like remembering that I was depressed. That's fantastic. I'm definitely not like avoiding friends or avoiding socialization because I'm not sad all the time. Uh huh. And I don't think everyone hates me, which is also something I was going through. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I like just assumed that everyone thought I was annoying. So, let me through that. Like, in a normal conversation, like, what would something, like, what would a normal conversation be like and how would you interpret it versus, like, how would a normal person interpret it? Maybe my friend would ask how I'm doing, and I'd say, I'm not really having a great day. And then, yeah. like, I'd get mad at myself for, like, being too, like, emotionally uh, open or talking about it too much and being the depressed friend, even though I literally wasn't saying anything. Yeah. Like, I considered just saying that I was having a bad day to be, like, an extreme, like... Like, it's just like, oh, like, don't make a big deal out of it. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. How do you view how you changed since, like, last or since the spring semester. I think around, like, I guess this time last year. Yeah. Um, these, like, bouts of, like, oh, I'm a failure. Oh, these, I'm, I'm a burden on all these things. And what do you do when that happens? I do occasionally, especially when I have multiple assignments due at the same time. Yeah. Like, when I have three things and when I have, like, uh, Sundance was hard. Like, when I got back from Sundance, I was like, I can't believe I spent all this time watching movies. <laughs> And yes, that will happen, but I can snap myself out of it or my friends can help me, like, get out of it. Like, when I come back and I complain to my RA, like, I've done nothing today. And she'll be like, I've seen you work really hard. Like, you were out with your friends. Like, stop hating yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and that helps with like, putting it in a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, also, I love my RA this year. Really? Yeah. Last year, my RA didn't ever talk to me or check in on us. Like, this year, I leave my door open. I see her all the time. That's very sweet. Yeah. Aw, that's like, something you need to have. RAs aren't supposed to be friends. They're supposed to be, like, mentors, I guess. But yeah. Like, she knows all of our names and, like, checks up on us. And, like, if she hasn't seen someone in a while, she'll ask me. Because somehow I ended up from being, like, the quietest person on the floor last year to, like, the the floor friend person. That's great. Yeah, for Valentine's Day, I kicked someone out of our group me, like, as a gift to everyone else. And I was like, happy Valentine's Day. Tomas uh, is gone. <laughs> And everyone liked the message, and I already put him back in, like, five minutes later. What did Tomas say? Um, he said that he was going to report me to Bart, whatever that is. <laughs> that's really sweet, and you feel more confident then. Yeah. That's nice. Like, that I can just, like, joke around with my floor. I made them Valentine's Day cards. So then, another one question I wanted to ask was, like, the therapist that you go to now, like, do you work on the same, like, emotional versus logical response, and is that mm -hmm. a that you would deal with, and... Is there something recently that, you know, that you talked about, like, an event, and that you had to dissect in that sort of standpoint? No, actually, because we don't really talk about heavy things in therapy anymore. It's almost just like I go in and 
we just make sure that I'm doing okay. Yeah. I actually forgot. My grandmother died like three weeks ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay because she was like old and we were expecting it. And like uh, dying is better than suffering medically in some cases. That's so. fair. But like that was the most recent thing that we went through. So just like appropriate grief, yeah. which is this is a sad event. I can't let it completely stop my life and like I was feeling a lot of guilt over not going to India for the funeral like there's no way I could have just dropped everything yeah, and gone. gone to another country uh-huh. and then came back especially after Sundance that makes sense you already have a lot on your plate yeah that's great like so just tell me where you're at right now and like how you view the world how you view yourself how you're viewing your friends like as contrast to what you were viewing them earlier I love being alive and I love my friends and I'm so glad that I'm alive there's like so many good things like I guess like before I hated myself I think I'm pretty great now making some good Mm -hmm. YouTube videos a lot of good SoundCloud recordings you want to self-plug yourself tell us like what where to follow you guys at Uh, my YouTube channel is Rajasaurus Uh, my SoundCloud is it's really hard to find because everything's like deep techno, deep yeah. pop. Yeah, like, it's D-E-P? Just deep, D-E-P. Gotcha, uh, like gotcha, gotcha. And your YouTube channel is Brontosaurus. Like the dinosaur. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. So then, before I ask the last few questions, I just wanted to see if you wanted to add anything, anything you've forgotten. I have to rep some campus resources. Yeah. Um, we have CCS, which I guess is garbage. Tips for CCS, um, when you do your phone screening, tell them that you're suicidal, or not like tell them that you're suicidal, but if you like have any sort of suicidal ideation, tell them, because they're not going to take you seriously unless you show that you're at threat of killing yourself, because that's a liability. Yeah. That's kind of a weird way to put it. Like, <laughs> it's only if you're a liability that they'll care. Yeah. Oh. But um, even though the CCS, like, framework is bad and not accessible Uh, i've heard that the counselors themselves like really care about the students that they're paired with so you're not being a burden you're not taking away services from students that would need it more um if you're really like in a dark place like call ccs and tell them how you actually feel were there any other resources you used on campus or was it all that off-campus therapist that you helped you um this year, uh, there's Student Disability Services, which yeah. does help with if you have depression, anxiety, PTSD, which a lot of people don't know about. Like, you can get accommodations for depression. Yeah. And that can range from, like, having a note taker to having a flexible attendance and deadline policy to um, having an emotional support animal. Yeah. So, talking about the support animal, like, do you bring Henry a lot outside of class, like, to classes and everything, or is it just for that routine and you keep him in your dorm for the rest of the time? I have the option to take Henry to classes, but I'm not going to because he's a puppy and he can't really sit still. I take him to film club meetings and stuff, mm-hmm. and he gets like anxious after like 40 minutes of sitting in my lap, mm. um, maybe when he's older, but that is something that you can do through student disability services is get permission to take your emotional support animal to class yeah that's nice dude something i've heard is that like you know like when you take your dog out like a lot of people give you looks do you get looks how does that how do you take that like uh 
I think it's good looks. Like, everyone in the building knows me by my dog. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be walking anywhere, and people will wave at me. I'll be like, Aww. you probably live in my building, <laughs> so I probably know you. Yeah. Uh, I get a lot of people, like, asking to pet him, especially people that have dogs that look like him at home. Like, I've seen so many Shih Tzus. Um, it's a cute dog, too. He's a cute. Yeah. So for people going through, right now, going through what you went through, like, like uh, spring semester, what would you tell them? And for people who have not gone through what you're going through, what would you tell them? What advice would you tell them? How would What would you tell them to make them understand exactly uh, what it is to have a mental health issue like that? Well, for people in the same situation as me, this is going to sound cheesy, so please <laughs> just, just believe me. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. And it does get better. Like, I know if anyone told me that last year, I would have just been like all right shut up you're just saying that but like looking back on what's happened it actually does get better and you're actually not alone like not to like assume things about your life but there are people that care about you and like there are there's there's like a future like even if it doesn't feel like it there is a future you just need to find it and figure out how to get there um Go to the activities fair or the involvement fair in the fall and the spring. Go up to a table that seems interesting. Write down your email and show up to their first meeting. Like, I go to BMES, which is Biomedical Engineer Society. It's, like, the farthest thing from what I care about. But, like, it's still, like, you know, fun. Like, it's fun to learn about something that you wouldn't originally learn about. They have a lot of food. I think the College of Engineering sponsors them more than they sponsor other clubs because it's (laughs) educational. Like... Just try something new. Try to get involved with something because, like I said, something that really helped me get out of depression was having, like, a hobby or something to put time into. And, like, that's a really great way to, like, yeah. discover something new that you can spend time on that isn't being depressed. For sure. And um, for those who don't know. I'm trying to think about what I said to my mom to get her to understand. Yeah. Like, it's not something that I chose to be. I will not be depressed (laughs) if I had a choice. (laughs) But just try to be understanding. I know it's hard when it's like a partner for a project or when it's a student or when it's like your best friend that keeps blowing you off, but it's not on purpose. It's depression. It's hard to think of it as like a medical condition, but Mm -hmm. that's what it is. Just as you wouldn't get mad at someone for having a broken leg, just try to be considerate or understanding of people. That's very true. And so, last question. Introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. I'm Deep, short for Deeple. Mm -hmm. I am, what is it, Southeast Asian? Southeast Asian, I think so. Indian. Um, I am not as in touch with my culture as I'd like to be, <laughs> as evidenced by my Justin Bieber and One Direction phases and currently Shawn Mendes. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm a big uh, five seconds of summer. <laughs> I'm a newly declared English major, and I like to make videos, watch videos, and rap <laughs> rap i'm i'm working on it oh really right now i sing but i'm trying to like be a soundcloud rapper film and video society uh the osu dogs group me <laughs> <laughs> um what is it called buckeye land buckeye land sports initiative 
uh-huh. a lot of gaming. All good things to do. Thank you so much for coming and talking about your experience. Um, Thank you. This is like free therapy. <laughs> I know for sure, literally. <laughs> I'm glad I could I could contribute in some sort of way. But no, thank you so much for seeing a lot of courage. someone currently going through depression, anxiety, or suicidal ideation, please make sure that they receive the help they need. Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. And despite the lack of resources available, all college campuses have some form of therapy and support. Additionally, if you are interested in sharing your story, please email either Annie Knudsen at knudsen.26 at osu.edu that's K-N-U-D-S-O-N dot two six at OSU dot edu or Ishan Rolla at Rolla dot three at OSU dot edu. That's R-O-L-A dot three at OSU dot edu. We would like to thank our mother organization, Universal Health Aid Columbus, an organization dedicated to improving universal health through preventative medicine, health education, leadership de- and leadership development. If you are interested in learning more, go to UHAColumbus.org. That's it for this week. We will see you next week.